listening to Sugar House Sound. Three young women are lounging around, limply holding cigarettes between their fingers, debating the latest political controversy and wishing they had a place to socialize and get away from the humdrum of academia. This was Westminster's Converse Hall in 1947. For Westminster's Weird History, I'm Jacqueline Dobbins. In today's episode of our series, we will be taking a walk down memory lane to the days of Westminster's bar. Yes, Westminster had a bar. Joining me are my fellow hosts, Ali Nanini, Andrew Suskabar. The women I mentioned earlier were very real students at Westminster in the 40s. They, Virginia Moffat, Mary Comrales, and Fanny Zarias, played an interesting role in the history of Westminster. In 1947, as a remedy for the lack of a social space on campus, they had a brilliant idea. Partnering with the Westminster Student Christian Association, I'm serious, they founded a lounge. Its name, the Duflop Inn, the place, the basement of Converse. The goal, to create a place where Westminster students could gather to drink, smoke a cigarette, play cards, and discuss and hopefully settle the problems of the world. The Duflop Inn was the beginning of a nearly three-decade fixture that grew with the college. Two years after its founding, the Duflop Inn expanded from a room with plaid wallpaper and low-key seating to a full-on establishment with a gas stove, sink, and an ice cream machine. It became the most magnetic spot on campus, beckoning students and faculty alike with its unique atmosphere of a combination of a caravan from Cathay, a congressional debate, and Times Square at noon, according to Westminster's yearbook, The Atosian. For those of you who are confused by this reference, as I was, Cathay is an old alternative name for China. Needless to say, the Duflop Inn sounds like quite the eclectic lounge. For the next 20 years, the Duflop Inn became an underground haunt for students, more of a counterculture than a society space. In 1970, they changed its name to the Opus to fit in with the more artistic nature of the 70s. By 1980, the bar had changed its name once again, and its location. In 1970, they changed its name to the Opus to fit in with the more artistic nature of the 70s. By 1980, the bar had changed its name once again and its location. They moved to the basement of Shaw, and with the new location, a different atmosphere developed with the ghetto. Gone were the days of plaid wallpaper and ice cream. The bar had moved into the 80s full force. Yet, its days as social mecca on campus were numbered. By the 1990s, the historical fixture was shut down and reprimanded for alcohol zoning issues and not following Utah state laws, which state that all alcohol must be cleared with the Utah Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. And with that era of the Westminster Bar, the epitome of a wet campus was gone and soon to be forgotten. 35 years later, we revisit the idea of a Westminster Bar and went to risk management to get their point of view. I sat down with Blake Smith, who's in charge of risk management and safety on campus, and he shared his thoughts about the bar. He also told me a bit about the history and licensing to have alcohol on campus. Blake started out by telling me what he knew about the bar. I'm Blake Smith. I am the director of the Office of Environmental Health and Safety for the college, as well as laboratory director, and I'm also director of campus patrol. So what do you know about the bar? It evolved further, and it became a student bar, um, that I think was open to both male and female students as you know years passed. Right, right. Um, the original was created specifically to um, be a place to empower women to be able to you know have a place where they could go and, mm-hmm. and communicate and feel free to to talk the way that they wanted to. According to Blake, it's likely that the bar closed due to a lack of an alcohol license. In the state of Utah, you usually need to be a food vendor, and private vendors typically don't get alcohol licenses. 
Although Blake didn't think it's plausible to have a bar on campus today, he does think it's important for students to have a safe place to gather. Well, let me start by saying I think it's actually really, really important for students to feel that there are places they can go that are safe, that they can be free to be who they are, and to congregate together. I think that's extremely important as part of the college experience. Whether or not that should be a lounge that also serves alcohol, I have some reservations. Does that mean that, you know, you can't drink or whatever? It's not, it's not that I'm saying those things. I'm just saying we as a school would want to be very, very careful about creating anything that potentially would increase our risk that could cause actual problems for the students in the future. If we were going to attempt to reopen the bar, we would likely need to go through Bon Appetit. So the way that that would work is we would have to have licensed people through Bon Appetit be the ones to probably administer some type of facility that would have that. Um, even now, when we have an event on campus where we have alcohol in that, there's very specific rules that we have to follow to make that legit. Right, right. You've probably seen the signs that say no alcohol beyond this point. Mm -hmm. We have a licensed vendor through Bon Appetit. Uh, who's able to serve certain drinks in certain areas. And obviously, you know, if you're under the age of, of 21, it's still illegal. So um, is it impossible? Well, I don't know if anything's impossible. <laughs> is it likely? Probably not. Probably not. So what do y'all think? Do you think it's actually plausible to have a bar open up on campus nowadays? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it would be. I think with all the Utah state laws and all that, it would be too hard. I like to think we could overcome kind of our obstacles with the state laws, and I think we could make it happen again. I think it would be a great, safe place. It would be more controlled environment. We would just have to be, you know, really good about making sure that it was all legal above board. But I think it could actually happen. You know, I think you're right. I think if we actually got together and found out a way to make this happen, I think it, it could actually work out. What do you think, Westminster community? Do you think we should resurrect the Westminster bar scene? Join the conversation on Facebook or tweet us at WC Forum Media. Today's podcast was brought to you by Opportunity Quest. Opportunity Quest is a Westminster College student business plan competition with $10,000 worth of prize money and guaranteed Westminster student slots in the University of Utah's business plan competition, as well as state and nationally run competitions. To hear more about it, join us in Bassis on Tuesday, September 29th at 530 for information, registration opportunities, and free food. And if you're interested in Opportunity Quest but unable to make it to the event, please contact Johnny Ethington or Miguel Villa through their school emails.